All right, before we get to the show here, just a uh, brief edit because more matches were added, so I need to add predictions. Uh, Dan and Brian versus Drew Gulak. Dan and Brian is going to win. And the only other thing is I speculate a lot about what the hell Sasha and Bailey and everyone else is going to do on this pay-per-view, and apparently is nothing. So all that was a waste of time. So when you get to that, that was a great use of my time there, wasn't it? Anyways, uh, we'll talk about what they actually did on SmackDown in the review episode. No need to get a touch on it here. Anyways, uh, enjoy the rest of this episode. Hey guys, and welcome back to Board Guy Rambles Into Phone. This week is brought to you by... Shit, shit, what's that? The fuck? Whoever, whoever enters that ring with Donald Trump better better win. And thankfully, Michael Bloomberg can do, has the experience to do just that. He took on the NRA and won. Mike, 2020, he can get it done. Shit, what the fuck was that? Here too? Get the fuck out of here, Bloomberg, you fucking racist piece of trash. Not on my own fucking podcast. Go away. How many fucking times do I have to cut up your pieces of mail to make you understand that I'm not voting for your racist pile of piece of shit? God, go away. Somehow you're interrupting my own goddamn podcast now. Every fucking commercial is this po- fucking asshole trying to make you vote for him. Dude's not even a fucking Democrat in the first place. He's a fucking Republican. Get the fuck out of here with your... God, not even, not on my podcast, come on, we have to be safe here, oh my god, how did that happen, ah, (sighs) so fucking annoying, every fucking commercial, mailing me shit, everywhere on the internet, somehow it even happens on my podcasts, Warren Warren or Sanders 2020, Get with the fucking program. Shit. <sighs> Anyways. Did not expect that to happen on my podcast. Sorry, guys. So. Brought to you by, uh... Continuously losing my mind, if that's what it was last week. I think it wasn't. I think it, last week it was brought to you by Steep Financial Crisis. Now, it's still brought to you by Steep Financial Crisis. I think it's now brought to you by Steeper Financial Crisis. Anyways, that's besides the point. So, we actually have a lot to talk about today. Uh, We have a couple of shows to talk about. One just a little bit, and one more so. And then uh, SmackDown, Raw, talk about WrestleMania 31, and some Elimination Chamber predictions, even though we don't know the full card yet. I think the only thing we don't know I can speculate on well enough, because it's the only thing that I, on the show that I even care about, so I can speculate on it, enough on it to begin with. Uh, so, I mean, I didn't watch Super Showdown. Of course not, because why the fuck would I? But... Uh, Okay, so The Undertaker won that gauntlet match after showing up at the end and chokeslamming AJ. And that's going to set up a WrestleMania match, apparently. So that's the thing. Um, 
Uh, Morrison and Miz won the tag team titles. I'm not really surprised by that. Uh, I was kind of expecting that to happen. Uh, I don't. I assume the match was good. Again, I did not watch the show. Uh, Bailey retained the title. Uh, 100% clean, mind you. So uh, that's good. Uh, Better than I expected that to turn out. Like I expected her to cheat. She didn't cheat. Uh, You, uh, she put uh, Naomi's feet in the shirt that she was wearing. Uh, to set up her finisher, but that's not cheating. That's a hundred percent illegal maneuver. There's no reason she can't do that. That's a hundred percent and uh, that's clean. I mean, she would. Uh, uh, like if Naomi is gonna come back and complain the next day, it's like you wouldn't have been able to do that if we weren't in Saudi Arabia because I wouldn't have had to wear that shirt anywhere else. Uh, it's the lamest fuck excuse. So I mean, that that's a clean win if if there ever was one. So. Uh, it's clean, it's great, uh, uh, Roman won that cage match, no surprise, uh, uh, Rollins and Murphy retained the tag team titles, then they didn't tonight, but we'll get to that later, uh, and Goldberg won the title from the feed. Eh, I want to say I'm mad. I don't really, I'm not sure that I am. It's a short term, it's a stupid decision. Yes, there's no question about that. Does it matter? Uh, I mean, he would, would you rather have him lose it to Roman? I mean, Personally, yes, I would. I I would rather have Roman win it from The Fiend because I would rather have someone that's on the active roster beat The Fiend, and that's the only real... That's the main reason I'm upset about it. I'm not upset that The Fiend lost the title. I'm upset that it went to a guy that's not actively competing, which I think all around is a fair reason to be upset about it. I'm not mad. I'm not, oh my God, the fiend lost. No, no, I'm not that. I'm like, I can, I can see why they did it. Like people are like, it doesn't matter what happens, what they do with Roman, even though people are starting to cheer more now, which is good. Uh, people are still going to boo no matter what happens, whenever he wins against another guy they like, just because it's the cool thing to do. It's like, he, like, so them putting it on Goldberg and then having Roman beat Goldberg for it, it, it even though it would be a lesser match as far as I'm concerned, but, uh, I mean, you're not going to get those boos except for those hardcore, I'm going to boo Roman every for everything he does kind of dumbasses out there. So, I mean, again, I'm not going to care about, like, I have no problem with Roman winning the title. I'm not going to care about this match because it's like I've said, the only thing that I care about is 
predictability and it's predictable and not that Roman versus the Fiend wouldn't be predictable, but at least it would have been more entertaining because at least there was maybe a small chance that the Fiend could have won. Maybe. But, uh, I mean, this on the other hand, Roman's going to win. That's going to be it. And it's going to be a lesser match because it's, it's Goldberg. So, I mean, come on. <laughs> uh, I mean, except for the crazy people, at least you we get mostly cheers here, except for the, those guys, you know. Uh, and, uh, I mean, The Fiend was going to lose. Now The Fiend is going to face John Cena, and The Fiend's going to win. See? At least, hey, The Fiend can win at WrestleMania now. There are positives. Anyways. And uh, Roman, and for the people who are bitch, who are bitching about that Roman was gonna beat the Fiend, well, hey, Roman didn't beat the Fiend now, did he? It, I mean, it kind of makes some things kind of annoying. It's like it, he did four spears, kicked out of that, and ended one jackhammer, and that was it. The little Daniel Bryan did all of that, <laughs> and no, but oh, four spears and so on. It kind that kind of shit that kind of makes it not make any fucking sense. But that's that's something completely different. <sighs> so, uh, I, honestly, I can get behind the Fiend versus Cena a, a lot faster than Fiend versus Roman because, not necessarily because the Fiend will win, but because Honestly, I'm more interested in that because it's redemption for, for uh, WrestleMania 30, which, while that was a pretty good match, Bray should have won that match, and honestly, I'm not even sure Bray ever recovered from that, if you think about it. Like, after WrestleMania 30, like, what did he do besides lose anything significant? Like, he, he won a cage match against, against Cena a, a month later, but he did so with like everyone helping him, like both of, both Harper and Rowan helped him, and then a kid in a sheet mask had to distract Cena before he could win, and then he lost the Last Man Standing match the next month. So it didn't even matter. It's like he the only victory he got, he looked really weak at it. So uh, that Undertaker match wasn't great, and and he was never going to win because it was Undertaker's return. Uh, return from having lost at Mania the year before. He had a mediocre feud with Dean Ambrose. He had a mediocre feud with Finn Balor. Like, after he lost the scene, and that really, really was it. And especially then when he was compound, that you compound that from losing to uh, Undertaker. You got a little, like, there was a little bit of resurgence when, like, Orton joined the Wyatt family, and then is and then he actually won the title, but his match with Orton wasn't very good either. So, that's about it. Like, they, they broke up the entire Wyatt family way too early. That was not, that was not a good idea. So, honestly, the Fiend versus John Cena, I can get 
uh, get into that match a lot faster. So I'm not really upset. I mean, there's some silliness about it. Like there's like, it sucks that the Fiend can't be champion at WrestleMania. He's earned it, but whatever. It is what it is. Uh, so that's really all we need to talk about for Super Showdown. Uh, let's talk about Revolution now, actually. I watched most of Revolution. I watched it on a stream. I was at work. Also, I'm not paying for AEW. Fuck that. They're not, <laughs> not worth that. Um, not a bad show. It was better than Full Gear, by far. Full Gear was shit. Uh, but I wouldn't say it was amazing either. Nothing on this show was bad, I would say, but even the match that everyone's going to praise on this show, not really. Uh, it, it, it got there, but then it stopped getting there and it went, it, it got to where it was going, but then it turned around in turn, in terms of being good. It got to be good, but then it, it, it turned, it saw good in front of it and it's like, nah, let's turn around. But we'll get to that. Uh, so, uh, I guess I should point out, I could have went to the show. It, w- it was in Chicago. Uh, it's, it's not where uh, All Out was. Uh, All Out is like was 10 minutes from me. And uh, this is actually in downtown Chicago. It's uh, I think it's DePaul University's arena. Uh, I wasn't going to go to that. I'm So, uh, that being said, I, I didn't watch anything on the buy-in. I just watched the main show. Uh, some of it, like, I was on a stream that cut out multiple times, so I missed parts of it. I did not see the end of the second match. Uh, it kept ending because the FBI kept stopping it. So, uh, yeah, that was a thing. It's like, it would stop, and then I'd see in the chat, and then it's just a picture of the FBI seal. I'm like, oh, <laughs> hi, feds. Anyways, so that happened. Uh, so the first match, Jake Hager versus Dustin Rhodes. Great. I'm so happy Jake Hager's first match is against some old guy. Two former WWE guys. Um, I mean, the first, like, immediately they just show Hager, like, making out with his wife in front. I'm like, okay, congratulations. You kissed your wife. I'm like, you're still a trashy human being. And she's apparently proud to be married to a trashy human being, so presumably that also makes her a trashy human being. Because uh, uh, I have to imagine they share the same values. So, they're probably both garbage humans. And, yeah, this... Not real. I really don't... It was fine. It was a fine match. It, there's nothing super bad about it until Dustin kissed... 
Hager's wife? I'm like, no, that's assault. You're sexually assaulting his wife now. I'm like, I really like, I know this is wrestling, but she better freaking press charges against him. And like, all she, all she did was look disgusted and say that's disgusting. I'm like, he just sexually assaulted you. Like, call the cops. What the fuck. They're conservatives, though. They're okay with sexual assault, so that's not a surprise. And, uh, he got, like, eventually he was in, he got dusted in the ankle lock, but he didn't tap out to that. And then, looked like, like, yeah, he, fl- he flipped Hager forward out of it, and Hager, like, flew to, like, almost hit, hit the referee in the corner, so he used that advantage to, uh, uh, I think, uh, get a low blow. Yeah, it was a low blow. It wasn't like a poke to the eye or anything. And and then he like grabs Dustin by, or like he grabs or like he wraps his arms around his neck slash shoulder, whatever. I'm like, I'm just sitting here waiting for him to do some kind of a move here. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, what are you setting him up for? Like, what kind of slam or something are you setting him up for? And then Dustin just falls to his knees and they go to the win by submission. I'm like, that's not a move! The fuck? That's not a chokehold! All he did was put him, like, wrap his arms around his neck and trying to set him up for a freaking slam of some kind. I'm like, is this some kind of new finisher? Like, is he going to slam him down on his, like, some kind of, like, urinagi or something? I'm like, and then he just passed out. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Okay, so for the, the first match, the guy won a match without using a move. That's a good start. So, congratulations, Jake Hager, you're the first person to win a match without even doing a move. Well, maybe not. The finger poke of doom happened. Well, technically, finger poke is still a move. It's more of a move than whatever the fuck Jake Hager did. So, uh, yeah, Jake, this is worse than the finger poke of doom. Anyways, uh, moving on. Uh, yeah, like I said with the stream, like I did not see much. Uh, uh, Sammy, Sammy Guevara, Guevara, whatever, uh, versus Darby Allen. I did not see much of this match. This like it cut out, and I could not get back the stream back until after this match was over. I know Darby Allen won, which I which I like because I like Darby Allen. Uh, 6.30 was cool. Sammy Guevara, you are not a Spanish god. You, I just need you to know, you are not stealing my nickname from high school Spanish class senior year. You are not a Spanish god. I am a Spanish god. I'm not even Spanish, but apparently I'm a Spanish god. I'm going to let you have that. Because he could kick my ass and do a 6.30. And I'd just be like, hey, that looks cool. And then I'd be in pain. Anyways, uh, so, the, uh, Young Bucks versus Kenny and Hangman. 30-minute match! I'm like, it was good, and I would have called this the match of the night, and it just kept going and going and going and they kept kicking out of everything and more 
I'm like, why? Why does this need to be like this? This isn't cool. Like, you're kicking out of everything. I'm like, I'm like, why? Like, there's so much in this match, I can't even remember exactly what I need to, what I should be talking about, because so much happened. Like, I would need to live react to this match to explain exactly how much stupid the, the, this gets. It's like, and then all of a sudden he just wins with the freaking buckshot lariat. I'm like, okay. You couldn't have just won with the doing uh, Kenny's the one wing and angel yourself, Hangman. You they had a kick out of that, so then you could do the buckshot lariat, and then you just win with that. There's so many different things that should have been the end of this match. And like, you needed to cut down at least five minutes and probably ten minutes of this match. I'm sorry, it's not it's not it. You need Kenny in the face. Both of them need Kenny in the face, and he kicked out at one. He need two knees in the face. No one's kicking out at one from that. You have, like, I understand strong style, but to a point. I'm sorry, it's, it's not it. It's not it. Like, I'm not an old school wrestling guy, but it... You have to reach a point where it will go beyond the realm of, of believability. And the Young Bucks always seem to surpass that. Every fucking time. I don't know if I mentioned this in the Full Gear one, but... This is also... I'm pretty sure I did... What the fuck is it with AEW and spitting? I mean, fucking seriously, it happened two or three times in this show. And it happened multiple times during Full Gear. And somebody chewed somebody else's gum in that one, too. You guys need to stop it with this fucking spitting. It does not add anything to your matches. Stop spitting on each other. It's fucking gross. It adds nothing besides making me want to throw up. Like, the fact that it even happens once in one match during your show is too many times. And it happened at least two or three times in this entire show. It's fucking sickening and garbage. So, you guys need to get your fucking act together together with that shit. Uh, let's see. I want to say the women's match was next. Did not see the first part of this match. It was fine. I have no complaints about this match. I expected Nyla Rose to retain. I think it's her first title defense. I don't think you can make her, like, win the title and then drop it on her first defense. That would be weird. So, she's got to have the title for a little while, I would think. I have no complaints about it. 
it is what it is. We'll just move on. Uh, Cody versus MJF. Surprised MJF won. It was another case of, uh, oh, I, I'm not going to win. I'm just going to keep hitting you with this move over and over again. Uh, yeah, because he, he went for, he did two crossroads and he went for a third one and then he lost because of it. So good job, Cody. You suck. And also that tattoo is terrible. The fuck were you thinking? I'm seeing this in like JR's like uh he's wearing the he's got the symbol of the nightmare family on his neck. Like his family doesn't have a symbol. Stop adding bullshit into his fam like his his family has some kind of lore now or something. Please. At least this crowd didn't love him nearly as much as I've seen people cheer for this guy in the past. It wasn't nearly as much as as I'm used to. People fucking worship this guy, and I'm like, why? This guy hasn't even been good since he left WWE. Like, he's literally trying to make up for not being made a top guy in WWE when he's never been better than he was in WWE. Like, the best thing he's ever done in his entire career was, like, him and uh, Goldust versus The Shield. That was his peak. He hasn't... He's never going get to get higher than that. He's not a top guy. He never will be. And it's amazing what happens when you have a pe- have a pencil to make you look as good as you do because then everyone thinks you actually are that good, and they buy it because that's what you're presented as. Charlotte, excuse me, um, she's not doesn't have a pencil, but uh, it's the same thing. So, yeah, that happened. I was pleasantly surprised to see MJF won. Other than that, whatever. Uh, Pac versus Orange Cassidy. This was fun as hell. I love Orange Cassidy. Even this was a couple minutes too long, but only a couple minutes. Like, there's only so. Like, Orange Cassidy is awesome, but, like, you needed a little less. Otherwise, you're just overdoing it. Um, and Jericho versus Moxley uh, seemed pretty run-of-the-mill, to be honest. I'm glad Moxley won, but, I mean, it's... Like, it's exactly what you would have expected between the two of them. Uh, so, yeah. It's not like we haven't seen them wrestle before. So there's that. Uh, I went back and I watched Jericho's entrance, which is cool. Uh, the, it was the, the, one la- the one lady that was singing his entrance, uh, it was, uh, she did an acapella version 
of Judas like a month ago. And like, I, I mean, I saw it. He, it was awesome. He retweeted it. So, uh, that, that's pretty freaking cool. Cause apparently like I went, I saw it afterwards. Like I didn't see it when it happened. I saw this, the, uh, the next day, like, uh, so that's, uh, and then I read about it because, like, obviously she tweeted about it. It's like, apparently she just did that that day because she was bored. This is not somebody Jericho knows. This is just someone who uh, is in a theater group or I don't, or she, presumably she's some uh, professional singer. I don't know her name offhand. I just followed her on Twitter the other day. Uh, but she just made that because she was bored, I guess. <laughs> and she posted, and he retweeted it. And then two days later, she, he asked her if she, she, uh, she'd perform for his entrance for Revolution. So that's pretty fucking awesome that people can do that. Or that that can happen for some people. Like, imagine just being a wrestling fan, and you sing someone's entrance theme, and then a, f- a month later, you're perform, you're singing it live in front of a, a crowd for that person's actual entrance. That's crazy. Have, have obviously having not known that person whatsoever beforehand, like uh, Josiah Williams too. So, uh, obviously, he made all the Russell and Flow videos, and then he's now he works for WWE, and he did Adam Cole's entrance. That was that's cool as hell. So. Yeah, uh, but that's that's revolution for you. So SmackDown. Uh, I mean, they set up Roman versus Goldberg. They set up Cena versus Fiend. Those matches are happening. Uh, Sasha came back. Knew that. I mean, I knew that she would. Uh, it was Boston. Her percentage of time. Or percentage of being healed from her injury was had to be at 125% at that point. Uh, also, like the day before, you saw her, uh, like if you're actually following her on Instagram, she was she uh, posted that she was training at New England Pro Wrestling, which is in Massachusetts, and SmackDown was in Boston. She doesn't live in Boston, so the only reason she's going to be in Boston is if she's going to be on the show. So, yeah. Obviously, she was back. Interestingly enough, Bailey said in her post-match interview from Super Showdown that Sasha would not be at uh, SmackDown, even though it was her hometown. Interesting. Uh, She said that Sasha would be off recording her album, Interesting, considering she said the the last time Sasha was even mentioned was her saying that Lacey Evans injured her. Nothing to do with her rap, el- rap album. Uh, so, uh, can you get your story straight? Uh, or is uh, someone telling you other things? I detect shade. Like... It, it sounds like she was jealous that Sasha wasn't going to be there because she didn't want to be there. Just, so clearly she's jealous. Obviously Sasha showed up anyway and I'm like, well, she's not going to be there and then she was. Well, huh. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, yeah. And they, 
They lost to Naomi and Lacey in a tag team match. It is what it is. Uh, plays perfectly into my post. We do not know what they're doing at Elimination Chamber yet, so that's making every freaking possibility go through my head. We'll get to that later. Cause, yeah, they they didn't announce the Chamber. They could still announce the Chamber. We're not going to know until Friday, which is pisses me off. It's like, why couldn't you just... Like, if you're not on Elimination Chamber, could you just tell me what exactly is happening at the pay-per-view? So I at least know what I'm looking at. So when I run all these scenarios in my head, I don't have to run, like, 50,000. I can only run, like, five because there's a finite number of scenarios in one particular match. Like, it could be a chamber. It could also not be a chamber. Now I'm going to have to go through... Like, I'm going to do predictions later, and I'm going to have to speculate on every fucking possible thing it could be. So thank you, WWE. And then later they announced a pointless tag team title elimination chamber match. Like, why? This doesn't call for this. No one cares. Like, I'm sitting here, like, waiting for them to announce something for Bailey at Elimination Chamber. And then it's just like, Braun is going to face Sami Zayn, Shinsuke, and Cesaro in a three-on-one match at Chamber. No one cares! Uh, Daniel Bryan versus Drew Gulak. Who cares? Whoop-de-doo! Uh... Elimination Chamber for the Tag Team Titles! Why? God. There's Like, the one thing that actually matters to me, you're making me wait another fucking week just to know what it is. Fuck off. Uh, yeah. And Raw, from what I saw, uh, I saw the Drew McIntyre, Rock Lesnar stuff in replays. Seemed pretty good. Uh, I really didn't... Like, I, I kind of tapped out of the AJ Styles making Alistair go through everyone else to get to him thing. Like, I know he beat Carl Anderson. I assume he beat Gallows. And then AJ beat him probably pretty quickly. I don't know. I, I've... I went over and I watched hockey instead because I'm I'm not watching all three of this happen. All three of these, I don't care. I, I care about AJ versus Alistair. I don't give a fuck about Alistair versus these other two fucks. Ricochet lost to Riddick Moss, apparently, which is both ridiculous, but also people were bitching and moaning about it all over Twitter, so whatever. I don't know which is more annoying. But, whatever. Uh... Should have found out what happened in that one tag team match. Uh, Shayna beat Kyrie. It was supposed to be Asuka. Asuka has a sprained wrist. She'll be fine. It's a sprained wrist. Uh, apparently there were boring chants during the Shayna versus Kyrie match, which I assume it's because of Shayna, but also it's a heel versus heel match, and Kyrie has not been built up. 
that well as opposed she just seems to be that person that's with Asuka, which is a shame. Because Kyrie is awesome. One of the best they have, and she's basically just gotten to do nothing. Which is sad. She, they gotta do more. They they have to do better than this and just have her look like Asuka's sidekick. And they have to defend these goddamn titles soon. Like, yeah. Uh, I know they're apparently supposed to face Beth and Natty, but that hasn't even happened yet. Like, Beth was on tonight's show, and clearly she was not going to have any part of that. So, anyways. uh, So, Beth came out to give an update on Edge, and I didn't see really hear her talk about anything, but then Orton came out and basically just gave an explanation and said said that it's uh, basically called Beth an an enabler, and uh, he said basically that he was stopping Edge from uh, being a junkie for the roar of the crowd and putting him, basically stopped him from coming back full-time so he could be with his wife and kids and so on, and have that life instead of just doing this and so on. It was really good. Uh, and then ultimately Beth like slapped him and I think he was, and then kicked him and then she got an RKO, which is not a surprise and that's not a problem. But what is the problem is that they made it, they made it seem like the RKO was death. And I'm just like, she is a trained wrestler. For fuck's sake, that wouldn't... They made it seem like that... Like, everyone... Like, a bunch of trainers came out. All of Edge's friends and hers friends. Like, Rock, Hawkins and Ryder and... All... Anyone, like, that they have history with that are still there came out to check out her. And Natalia came out as like, He gave her an RKO! So it is! The first RKO on any dude is a two-count. Beth, Beth City, like, takes an RKO and she's dead? Or needs to go to the hospital? Fuck off! She's a fucking train wrestler. I know she hasn't wrestled outside of that one match last year for a long time. But come on! Oh... Because it's a woman, she has to be down for, like, however long, just because it was a dude that hit her with this. No! For fuck's sake, grow up. She's a fucking trained wrestler. Sure, she would be down for a little bit. It's an RKO. But she's not going to lay there and need, like, 25 people to check on her. 2020, get with the program. Be freaking realistic. I'm, I'm not sure. Like, did Stacy Keebler be? Was she down this long after she she took an RKO in 2005? I don't think so. I mean. Beth is more of a trained wrestler than Stacey Keebler was. That's ridiculous. That's the... Like... Intergender wrestling is fine. There's nothing wrong with it. 
It's the whole man pun like man hits the woman and then the woman is down for like tw- twice or longer as much as any dude would be. That's a problem. Like no, they're trained wrestlers. Like if she wasn't a trained wrestler, that would be a different thing. Like she's like as if she's never been dropped on her face before. It's not so much more that it was a dude that did it. Come on, let's be real. Unrealistic. (sighs) Things in wrestling piss me off. Alright, I'm going to pause it here and come back. Just because we're at 40 minutes now. Alright, let's uh, quickly do some Elimination Chamber predictions. Uh, So this card is definitely not complete yet. Because, uh, obviously, there has to be something with Bailey on the show. Because we don't know what... She's about the only thing we don't know what's go- what exactly her match is going to be at WrestleMania. Everything else is pretty much known, or will be known after the show, for the most part. Uh, four titles, really. Uh, I mean, the Women's Elimination Chamber match that we have... Uh, Natalia, Liv Morgan, Shayna Baszler, Oscar, Ruby Riot, Sarah Logan. We already know Shayna's going to win. Because no one else is going to. We already know who Becky is facing at WrestleMania. This match is entirely pointless. Why they had to do this, I have no fucking idea. Like, if you needed a contenders match to get to, for Shayna to win, I guess. But really, you should have just had her face Asuka, and that's it. That's all you really needed to do. Natalia is not winning. She's irrelevant. The the Riot Squad are fighting each other. Asuka just faced Becky twice. So, I mean, and Shayna already attacked Becky. That's all you needed to Braun versus Shinsuke, Cesaro, and Sami Zayn. Three-on-one handicap match. Hmm, I wonder if Braun's going to win that. I totally don't think he can. He's not, He couldn't possibly win a three-on-one handicap match. Oh, wait. He, he's going to! Because why the fuck would he not? This is pointless. Elimination Chamber match for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Miz and Morrison versus New Day versus Usos versus Heavy Machinery versus Lucha House Party versus Rugler? Okay, you had me with the first four, and then you added in some guys I don't really care about. Like, I would care more about Lucha House Party if they wrestled separately and weren't a tag team for whatever reason. Like, I... I like I liked Grand Metalik in the Cruiserweight Classic, but like this whole thing, I I haven't cared about, and I'm not going to. And you couldn't pay me to like Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode. Uh, any reason to think that they're gonna lose the titles? Cause I don't think so. They just won them. Uh. I know they had that one tag team chamber, and I'm not sure if it was good or if it was a clusterfuck, to be honest. But, I mean, 
Miz and Morrison, the Usos, and the New Day are in here. And Heavy Machinery is fun. So, it should be fun. It might be a clusterfuck, though. And the, it, there's no reason for this match to have happened at all. And if it makes the other... Makes Bailey's match not be a chamber match, which it so easily should have been, then it's gonna piss me off. We could have a third chamber, considering we don't have any world title matches on this show. We could have a third chamber. You like you want you need to sell this show now. And a, a third chamber might have to be it. Uh, Street Profits are defending the titles that they won tonight against Rollins and Murphy. Uh, they won the titles tonight. I don't know why they would lose them so, so quickly. So I'd have to assume they're going to retain. I don't know why you don't just do this on the pay-per-view. But, whatever. AJ versus Alistair in a no-DQ match. This should be a a really good match that AJ will win because AJ is apparently going to face The Undertaker. Yay! That's a match that needs to happen. And Andrade versus Humberto Carrillo for the US title. Andrade will win. I hope. Because they had that match at Royal Rumble and Andrade won there and then he had the whole suspension thing. And so if he lost it, I wanted to be a surprise, but I hope he doesn't. Uh, anything else that could happen on this show? Uh, let's see. Surprise Charlotte has nothing to do on this show because she's on the poster. Uh, although Becky's on the poster and she doesn't have anything to do on the show either, except for find out who her WrestleMania opponent is. And Orton's on this poster. And the Fiend's on the poster. There's four people on this poster that don't have a match. Sasha's on the poster, front and center, where she belongs. No, Roman doesn't have a match either. So there's only half of these people have a match. Uh, Sasha will have a match. It's just, what will it be? Uh, so now I have to speculate! I ha- everything that we could possibly get on the show regarding to Bailey. And then I will add in an actual prediction after they decide to figure it out, because they couldn't have just done that on Friday. Makes me wonder if they knew what they were going to do, or if they're still trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so, I mean, like I said, they moved uh, Sasha or Bailey versus Naomi to Super Showdown. Apparently, it was scheduled for WrestleMania, but then they moved it. So, that says to me that Bailey versus Naomi is not something that's happening at WrestleMania. And, I mean, Bailey already beat Naomi clean. So, there's no reason for her to get another title match. Like, she might get a contenders match that she won't win. There... So, there's... An Elimination Chamber match is possible, both either for the title or for a Contenders match, or, okay, so if, 
if it's a title match, it's Bailey, Sasha, Naomi, Lacey, uh, presumably Alexa, and then Carmella, I would say. I'd say that's probably the six that it would be. Uh, if it's four contenders, it's Sasha, Naomi, Carmella, Alexa, Lacey, and then N- Nikki, probably. Uh, but I can't, I can't guarantee, I don't know. So, uh, we, like, I know Naomi pinned Bailey in that match, but she already lost to Bailey clean one-on-one. Just because you won that tag team match doesn't mean you're entitled to a title match. They used that bullshit before, but you lost one clean. You lost the one-on-one match clean. I still feel like you need she, Naomi would need to earn that. Still, Naomi lost clean. Why? Why wouldn't Naomi is not winning the title? I know that because if she was going to win the title, she would have already beaten Bailey in Super at Super Showdown because they would have wanted her to win in Saudi Arabia just to say, "Hey, she was the first. Naomi was the first woman to win a title in Saudi Arabia." Because they like to do that things, and I'm not, I'm not trying to say anything against Naomi here. I have no problems with Naomi, as I've made perfectly clear. I like Naomi. I'm just saying that if she was going to win the title from Bailey, she would have done it by now, because especially, uh, especially since she lost clean. Now, if she, if she didn't lose clean, or if she won by DQ, that would be a different story. But I'm feel like if they were going to have Naomi win the title, they would have had her do so already. Because they would have wanted to have that headline. In the, because it's WWE, and they like to do that. So, Naomi winning the title is kind of, is out of the picture in my book. For that reason. So, if Naomi faces Bailey one-on-one, Bailey is going to win if that match happens. That being said, does that mean Sasha will face Lacey for a number one contenders match? In a number one contenders match? I don't know. Like, they could do both of those as a thing. I I don't like that idea. They could do Sasha versus Lacey versus Naomi in a triple threat match for it. And Sasha could win. I really, like, I don't feel like I should be worried about Lacey Evans. Should I be? She lost. And that match was bad. And it was because of Lacey. I know it's still Lacey, but she already lost and she lost clean. So there is no one on the roster that makes any sense for Bailey to face besides Sasha, as we already know. I'm just, at this point, I'm just pessimistic until I see it. I think, if we're not doing a chamber match, I think the best way to go about this is to have a Fatal 4-Way title match. And Sasha could be about to win that match, and Bailey could, like, stop her and then win. Could make sense. It, I mean, it would make sense. I'm just... And when I'm saying it could make sense, I'm like, I'm trying to see how it plays into my blog post. And I'm like, there, there, there's a reason that could make sense, actually. Uh, I think 
easiest way with with it not being a chamber. I really want Sasha to win the title at WrestleMania. But I feel like outside of that, like the easiest way for this to happen is if Sasha actually won the title at Chamber. And I don't really want her to win the title before WrestleMania, but it might be the easiest way. Just because I want that moment to happen at WrestleMania. Like, I know when they have, if they have the match, I know Sasha's going to beat Bailey. There's no, there, that's going to happen. I just, I want her to win the title at Mania. I mean, there, there's good, there's be a good enough reason for her to win Sunday and then retain the title at WrestleMania. So she retains the title and her first title defense. That wouldn't be bad. It's, and I, I mean, I'll accept it, obviously, it's just not exactly what I want. So, uh, yeah, like, I'm just hoping at this point, like, I don't know. It's a, a week, like, it's six days away. They have, we have to know by Sunday, right? Like, whatever's going to happen, I, I have to imagine we're going to know by Sunday. And Meltzer has no fucking idea what's going on with Sasha, like, with ba- what Bailey's doing. Like, he knows, he seems to know everything about everybody else what they're doing at WrestleMania besides Bailey. And he never seems to know anything about what's going on with Sasha herself about like whenever she's not on TV, like during her hiatus and during this past month and a half that she hasn't been on TV, he has no idea what she's been doing. Like, so that leads me to believe that because he has no idea what the fuck Bailey is doing. And because he never knows what the fuck's going on with Sasha that that means they have to be facing each other. Because, I mean, if it was going to be Naomi, he would know. Because he he seems to know that. He, like, he, he had a report saying that that was going to happen. It, it's not happening. If it was going to be Lacey Evans, he would know that by now. Like, the only reason for this, for them to not be telling you what exactly Bailey is doing at WrestleMania means it's Sasha because who else could it be? There's one thing that it could be that scares me. That's not Sasha. And I not speaking this into existence. I don't think it's going to be. I will tell you afterwards. I've already mentioned it. You can probably figure it out, but it's the only thing that it, there's only one thing person that it could be, maybe, that I, for the love of God, it better not be. Her name is Six Letters. And they're, it's two three-letter names. You can figure it out from that, I'm sure. And if this happens, then fuck everything. And I don't think that's going to happen. But if it were... Fuck my life, fuck wrestling, fuck WWE, 
Go the fuck away. I don't think that's going to be it. I just have to throw it out there. Because I thought about it for Royal Rumble, too. And now we're at Elimination Chamber, and there's no reason to think it's going to happen unless, like, nothing happens at Elimination Chamber. But if you have no idea what Bailey is doing, I have to imagine that this is what it is. And they're just not telling you because they don't want the internet to know yet. Because that's... This is the money match. Like, this match happens... It's the biggest match on WrestleMania. End of story. It was the biggest match of the last decade. We already know that. You make this match happen, and it's going to be the biggest match of WrestleMania. My only concern about it at WrestleMania is, will it get the time it deserves? That remains to be seen. And if... Because that would scare me. It's like, this match happens, and they give it, like... Eight minutes. No, you give you make this match happen. It has to be at least eighteen minutes. You can't give it any less than that. It, it, it's match. Their match in Brooklyn was eighteen minutes twenty two seconds. You got to give them that much time. You can't have this match happen and be seven minutes. So if this match didn't happen and it's because it wouldn't get that much time, I could almost forgive it. Almost. 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 But what else could it be? Like, if it's not... Now, if Sasha's not in the title match at WrestleMania, I have no idea what the fuck's going on. Why the fuck did you... Like, if she's not even going to be in the title match at WrestleMania, why did you bring her back before WrestleMania? Like, you... If you're not put at least like even if it's not just Sasha versus Bailey, if it's Sasha versus somebody, or if it's Bailey, Sasha, somebody, 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 like if she was not going to be in the match, why did he bring her back before WrestleMania? Because now, like if you don't at least have her in the match, what you're doing is just creating disappointment intentionally. Like you can't have brought her back just to manage Bailey. Everything, now, but by the way, everything I've said about this up until now is still valid. All the Fox loves Sasha, I think Fox is going to make, going to force their hand, make them do this, even if they, for some reason, they didn't want to, uh, all that, uh, Bailey wants to face her, of course she does, why would she not want to, they've, like, they've been saying on screen they don't want to do anything, like, face uh, face each other, but of course they do. That's them in character. Uh, until there's a reason to. Like the easy, feel like the easiest way to make Bailey want to fight Sasha is if Sasha wins the title, because then Bailey will be pissed off. If is not that there isn't already enough reason. If you're looking for it, there's plenty of it. Like like if you've listened to every week of my podcast, you already know. So, I don't know that it's going to go exactly how I planned it in my mind. It's probably not going to at this point. Not be the exact vision I had for it. Especially with the whole chamber thing. It's like, 
I'd be surprised if they got a chamber match now. It's not out of the question. If they got the chamber match and it's a title, it's for the title, then, I mean, that entire booking that I had for it in the past still holds true. Everything that could, I said about that could still happen. But I think the easiest thing now would honestly be for Sasha to win the title in a fatal four-way. Because you do that, and then there's automatic reason for Bailey to be pissed off. Because she lost the title to Sasha. Sasha, she'd just be like, how dare you have done that? Like, you could have, like, like especially if she could have, like, okay, so, let's, two of them are down, and, ba- like, Bailey's down, and Naomi or Lacey are down in the ring. Sasha could drag Bailey over there and just get her the win. But she could instead get the win herself. Uh, easy enough for Bailey to be pissed off about that. She gets a rematch no matter what. There's an easy way to make that match happen right there. It's not the Sasha wins the title at WrestleMania that I want. But it would be easy to make that happen. Uh, or Bailey could just stop Sasha from almost winning the title. That could, that could be it right there too. Uh, as long like, it doesn't matter what happens there. As long as Bailey stops Sasha from winning, or if Sasha wins, that's your match because the other two don't aren't. It's not like a triple threat match where it's like, hey, you pin that person, but you didn't pin me. There's two other people here. It doesn't work that way for Fatal Four Ways. So, uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I think that's pretty much what's going to happen. It's going to be some variation of that. Uh, Like, I mean, I guess Bailey could face both of them in a triple threat match and just have Sasha at ringside, and Bailey could win. And then Sasha could be like, hey, you beat them. Now uh, you want to have... And then she could just challenge her in some fashion. That could happen. Uh, yeah, like, I don't... There's no real re- There's no reason for it to be anyone else. Like, it could end up being a pointless, bullshit, multi-person match. And that would suck and be pathetic. But as long as Sasha is in the match and wins the title, I'm still here, I guess. Like, I'm not... Like, if Sasha wins the title in WrestleMania and it's not the match I want, I'm still here. Like, I'm not... Like, the... the What it has to be is Sasha wins the title at WrestleMania. If it's not that, then there's a problem. Uh, so, like, I might not get my idea... Th- like, if Sasha wins the title at WrestleMania, Sasha versus Bayley will happen down the line. It will have to. Because she will have won it from Bayley. In some fashion. But there's no reason for this match not to happen. I'm just playing every scenario in my mind, and I'm pessimistic about everything until I see it, though, which is unfortunate. So six days cannot go by faster. And they'd better not fuck this up. Uh, I will, 
get an official prediction in here sometime after they figure out what the fuck is going on. But that won't be for a few days. So if you're listening to this beforehand, well, good for you. And whatever. Uh, So that's going to be the end of the predictions. And now we will talk about WrestleMania 31. But first, I'm going to pause because I want to make sure I don't get cut off. All right, we're back. So, WrestleMania 31. Give me a second here. I had this loaded up, and it's not here for some reason. Uh, If you recall from last week when I said that I said uh, for the next, from 31 to 34, I'm actually going to do something a little bit different from the rest of them. Uh, maybe for 35 as well, if I go back and read it. Uh, I'm going to actually, like how I recorded those blog posts of mine uh, on here, I'm going to actually read my preview for each of these during the episode because I remember from 31 on, my I had a, like, I put a lot of effort into all of these uh, predictions posts to the point where I wouldn't actually mind recording them, but there's no, like, there's no good reason for me to record them separately uh, on their own, because that would be silly. There's no, like, it's six years, uh, five years since WrestleMania 31, uh, so there's no real reason to just upload the predictions outside of the series of WrestleMania reviews. So uh, this would be the only time to do it. They're not super long. They're not like, like I know those posts that I that I've recorded on here are ex- like extensive. Now these are just predictions. So like they're. While I talk about the matches somewhat thoroughly, it's nothing near the extent of how long I those posts are. So it's not like you're going to be sitting here for another hour and a half listening to predictions for WrestleMania 31. I just, I enjoy these. I, I don't, I've gone back and I've read them a couple of times. Sometimes, normally it's just around WrestleMania time. And it's probably just the, the previous years. So, uh, obviously, I, obviously this is written before WrestleMania 31, so my opinions of some wrestlers may have changed since then. So, it'll be interesting to see what I thought then compared to what I think now, if anything's specifically different. But, uh, I'm just going to read the post verbatim, and then after each match that I talk about, I will, uh, I'll talk about a little bit about the match that actually happened. So, WrestleMania 31, also known as Everything Wrong with WrestleMania Play Button, because like I do, the, like I did these for, and like in CinemaSin style, which again I've mentioned them before. I assume you've seen at least seen one of their videos at some point in your life. There's plenty of them on the internet. Uh, so, uh, are we excited yet? No. 
really. Honestly, I, I'm trying to determine if I was more disinterested for WrestleMania 27 than I am for this, or for WrestleMania 29. Honestly, the build for those shows were probably worse than this, but it's hard to, it's hard to live outside the moment right now. I guess neither show really had anything of consequence on them, and it doesn't seem like this one will either. Uh, is there some kind of rule that all odd-numbered r- WrestleManias suck b- b- uh, po- after WrestleMania 21? Then I just guess 23, 25, 27, and 29 were all bad. And this is shaping up to be no better. Uh, but I think there are matches on all of those that I was at least somewhat hyped for. And I can only think of a couple on the this show that will do that for me. And one of them's actually going to surprise you. Excuse me, I'm going to take a drink. I've talked for an hour, so now my throat is starting to hurt, so that's great. Okay. I intend to tear everything about WrestleMania play button. Yes, WWE is so dumb that WrestleManias don't even have numbers anymore, so I'm interchangeably calling WrestleMania 31 WrestleMania play button to shreds in terms of build, in hopes that in doing so, I can go into the go into the show with open eyes and just try to enjoy it. It just kind of sucks, really. Uh, we must have gotten super spoiled last year that we got one of the best WrestleManias of all time, with only one real blemish, read 21 on 1, uh, that, that going into this show, uh, falling back into this is just disappointing. Uh, maybe that's why this feels so terrible, because last year's was so good compared to what, we're, what we've got in recent years. But yeah, I've, I've tried to avoid uh, writing about anything related to wrestling since Fastlane, so I could just dump all of my anger, disinterest, etc. into this post. So, uh, it, it, yes, everything wrong with WrestleMania play button. Pre-show match, uh, Fade of Four-Way for the tag titles, Uppercats, also known as Tyson Kidd and Cesaro versus New Day versus Los Matadores versus Lee Usos. You see what they did here, right? They took last year's exact pre-show match and put it on this year's pre-show, just replacing the one-and-a-half tag teams from last year with different ones. The Usos, Los Matadores, and Cesaro, as part of the Real Americans, were in the same Fade of Four-Way, only... Uh, uh, in the same Fatal 4-Way four, title match on the WrestleMania 30 pre-show. And there's only a difference because Ryback Soul doesn't exist anymore, and Cesaro is in a different tag team. And the champions are heels, and it's not a not elimination. So nice to know these guys did so well the last year that they're stuck back in the same place, right? And seriously, what are the New Day, and especially the, Meta, the Matadors, even doing in this match? What have they done to deserve it? WrestleMania should have matches with story behind them, not matches with as many people in it as possible just so they can all get a paycheck. That's what the Battle Royal is for, the jobbers. And as much as I want the uppercats to win, what's what's the point? Who cares? Where's the direction? It's just going to be more pointless matches between three, these four teams. You did such a great job with the Ascension. You know that tag team from NXT that should be squashing the APA on this pay-per-view? <laughs> uh, but, are, but are just stuck in a battle royal after being relegated to superstars for a month? Yeah, them. Oh, and uh, the primetime players came back, despite no one missing them. I'm sticking with Uppercats to retain. Though, as one of the 
though, as one of the Usos is hurt. If he wasn't, I was totally going uh, with the Usos just as, so they could win the belts and dance at WrestleMania because their father is going into the Hall of Fame. Because it's all about those WrestleMania moments for the ones that always win. Prediction, Uppercats. It was a good match. That's not really a surprise. Uh, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Yes, the first one turned out so well for Cesaro. Uh, just ask him. Granted, I guess he has the title belt, but uh, considering at one point they were considering Cesaro versus Brock Lesnar for the WWE title on this pay-per-view, early plans last April anyway, uh, a match that would be infinitely better than the show's main event, by the way, it's kind of pathetic that he's in a tag title match on the pre-show. Again, building new stars for the win. So uh, why should we uh, we why should we get excited about uh, how they'll book the winner of this one? Hell, why are we even doing another one? We don't need this to be an annual thing. It was cool for last year since it was WrestleMania 30. But are we really going to on, honor Andre the Giant every single WrestleMania now? Can we at least make it the Memorial Battle Royal for the top inductee of this year's Hall of Fame class or something? Why not? Anyways, uh, who who's even in this who's even in this of relevance? No, seriously, I've skipped over all the segments that pertain to this. Do, doesn't this come down to only one possible winner, Damien Sandow? I don't really care that a Miz Sandow match didn't end up on this card. As much as I'm ready for Sandow to break away from the Miz, where's he gonna go after that? The impersonation gimmick will be over once he's his own man. How are they going to sustain his popularity? I've just got a I've just got a feeling he's going to get lost in the shuffle like basically everyone. But he's going to win. Originally I thought they'd uh, need to fill half the spots with NXT guys to have enough entrance, but apparently there uh, we're only going to get one. The winner of a tournament involving Adrian Neville, Finn Balor, Hideo Itami, and Tyler Breeze. It'll either be Neville because he's the coolest uh, the closest to being called up, it would actually be him getting called up, too, probably, or Balor for his entrance, if the Battle Royal guys get entrances this year, that is. And if he does it, I want the entrances at WrestleMania, I want that entrance at WrestleMania ASAP. Honestly, if it were to happen, it would probably be the, the thing I am looking forward to most on this show. I am not kidding. Pause for Finn Balor's entrance music appreciation. I'll wait for you to listen, go listen to it. So good. Anyways, I'm kind of sad Sami Zayn isn't even an option, but I still want Balor more. Not going to lie. <coughs> Prediction was Damien Sandow. Prediction for the other one was Uppercats, by the way, as if it matters. Uh, Big Show won because fuck everything. And it's a battle royal. I don't have to talk about it. AJ Lee and Paige versus the Bella Twins. Can I be honest with you? I shit you not, I might be looking forward to this match more than most anything on this card, barring two matches. A basically meaningless tag team match. I guess it's probably irrelevant to most fans, but AJ and Paige are a big part of why I watch the, uh, watch the shows these days. Or at least, when they're on TV, I'm not fast-forwarding, I should say. This is one of the few things WWE has done right for the show. I know it's not the title match, but I don't care. 
It's at least got meaning for me. It's a perfect representation of what the women's division in WWE is right now. AJ and Page against the Bella Twins. Uh, that somehow, uh, yeah. If you go on social media and try to find something related to AJ and Page, half of it is intelligent wrestling fans praising them, and half of it is Bella Twins fans bashing the fuck out of them. Anyways, uh, wishing they were dead. That was a thing. This this was a thing that happened. It still happens. It's pathetic, really. Uh, because yeah, anyways, these are, uh, let, let's just, yeah, that's the thing. Uh, that's the whole AJ and Page versus Bella Twins fan war. It was bullshit. Anyways, AJ Lee and Page will win. And they did. Hooray! Uh, WWE US Championship, Rusev versus John Cena. Look, and I mean look closely. If you look closely enough, you'll see that I'm trying as hard as I can to care just enough about Rusev to not want his first loss to be against John Cena. I'm trying really hard. I just can't do it. Rusev is just way too boring to me. I have never cared. I fast forward through most of his segments. He's basically just new big show to me. Woohoo! Anti-American gimmicks for the win! And Cena's got to stop him because America! Because, you know, all the American exceptionalism and shit. Rusev brings up valid points. We don't care, we're America! Remember when I came up with a new way, uh, when I came up with a way better idea that would have made Jack Swagger, of all people, really over? You know, back when, when they had their feud in the summer, Rusev should have beaten the living hell out of Swagger, putting him on the shelf, then Rusev wins the U.S. title, and then continues to go undefeated through Fastlane, where Swagger returns and beats him for the belt at WrestleMania, and boom, big star? Yeah, that would have been so much better. And I hate Jack Swagger, so yeah, fuck Jack Swagger. But alas, we're here. And I, and I just don't care. When Rusev is on my TV, I fast-forward. When Cena is on my TV, I fast-forward most of the time. I have basically no time for them. And as much as I want to be all, oh my god, Cena's going to bury him. Rusev d doesn't get that luxury. Because let's be honest, if we needed an example, let's just take Bray Wyatt as an example. Feuding with Cena did so well for him. Granted, the loss to Cena at Mania was actually the best part of their feud. It was the rest of it that made him look terrible. It kind of sucks that he lost at WrestleMania, but it was a good match at least, and he, he didn't look bad from, from it. He looked worse in his victory over Cena than in either of his losses, to be truthful. But anyways, I just li like to point out that uh, uh, that there are going to be people in the crowd that hate Cena so much that they're going to be rooting for Rusev. I'm just saying, WWE, what, what you do with your booking of Cena is your prerogative, but with this character only getting more and more stale, there are going to be pe people who are going to be cheering an anti-American gimmick over John Cena. Is that what you really want? Honestly, what is Cena going to do with the U.S. title? Make it spin again? Actually, it's going to have a pretty awesome U.S. title open challenge, but uh, I didn't know that at the time. Uh, also, you know who, who would have been a good option to beat Rusev first? Roman Reigns. Then have him have a title reign. Then build on to a world title next year. All right, give me a second. That match was what it was. 
Randy Orton versus Seth Rollins. So, this match is happening. Remember when Seth Rollins was extremely hated and people couldn't wait for him to get his ass kicked? Yeah, those were some good times. That overbooked to hell tables match with Cena really killed his heat. Outside of that one awesome segment where he got the authority back. He's, he's just been losing so many matches since then. Yeah, his, his performance in that triple threat was great. But was he really... But what has he really done since then? Months ago, I was positive he would cash in at the end of this pay-per-view. Now, I doubt it. Eh. Uh, as for Orton, meh. They dragged out his return for so long that the that after that great segment where Rollins put him on, on a where Rollins put him on a movie set because he didn't put him on the shelf. He put him on a movie set. And once they did, they had Orton rejoin the Authority for three weeks just to do a long con before beating the shit out of Rollins. But this match is so Orton can get his revenge on Rollins or something. He already got it! Rollins needs to win here. If you want to do the right thing, Rollins wins. But uh, I, I just don't feel like that will happen. This is turning into the faces win, uh, by the way. Also, remember this would be an, uh, remember this could be an Ambrose Rollins rematch. Ladder match for the Intercontinental Championship. Bad News Barrett, Dean Ambrose, Danny Bryan, Dean Ambrose. Apparently it's in twice. Good job, me. Luke Harper, Stardust, and R-Truth. Who did I miss? Uh-uh. Dolph. I wrote... <laughs> Dolph, you suck. I ignored you in this, apparently. I, in my write-up, and I only noticed it uh, five years later. Eh, shut up at me! You're right! For the first time, you're right! It should have been you, Dolph! Anyways. Uh, so, so much good talent in this match. And back then, I hated R-Truth, so I said, and R-Truth. But now I like R-Truth, so... Yeah, that's the thing. This is the proverbial creative's got nothing for you match for the show. I'm also I didn't t actually talk about Randy Orton versus Seth Rollins. That RKO is awesome out of the curb stomp. That's about it. Anyways, uh, back to this match. Yeah, I'm just gonna go through the competitors one by one. I no longer feel this way about our truth, but at the time I did not like him. So I said, when did he regain his relevance? Was he ever relevant? I don't understand. Outside of the one moment where he gave Daniel Bryan the belt and start, started doing the yes chant, which was admittedly hilarious, I just don't get it. Stardust. I would say I'm disappointed that we're not getting a Stardust Goldust match, but considering Cody himself doesn't want that match, which now he says he does and always did, and he's using that against WWE as if, but remember, at this time he said he didn't want that match to ever happen. So fuck Cody. Anyways, I can't be annoyed. I can be annoyed. I'm not sure if I'm happy with Stardust continuing on after a little bit Star broke up, but he, he would probably get lost in the shuffle even more as Cody. 
It's too bad he didn't get lost in the shuffle as Cody. Actually, he did, eventually, but fuck it. Who cares? It's Cody fucking Rhodes. It just sucks to me, really, considering he's deserved to be main event level since 2012. No, he doesn't! I said that earlier in this episode. No, he does not deserve to be main event level. Fuck this guy. Why did I ever like this guy? I still remember when Dolph and Cody were stuck in one Money in the Bank ladder match the year, that year because the Raw one was stupidly for only former champions, when both Dolph and Cody should have won briefcases that year. But I guess I wouldn't mind if he won this. Uh, it would be somewhat interesting if he had lo- if he had the belt as Stardust, sure. Luke Harper. I also wouldn't mind if Harper got the title back to give him some direction. Although I just thought of a Harper Stardust tag team, which would amuse me. Apparently, I don't really know why. Uh, I need to go back in time five years to figure out why the fuck this would have amused me. Although it would be dumb to put both of them right back in the tag team division. Well, the Wyatt's never, Wyatt's never should have been broken up, but that's a different story. Anyways, I really like Harper and don't like his current lack of direction, so one here would make me happy. Bad News Barrett. Remember when Bad News Barrett was over? Like, very popular? Good times, right? He doesn't even do this, his catchphrases anymore. He's the champion, and I have the least to say about him. Dolph Ziggler, remember the time Dolph won that Survivor Series main event for his team after be- beating down three against one? Yeah, that was a good time. Remember when he had said multiple times that he was going to become the man in 2015? Yeah, me too. Remember when he should have won the Royal Rumble? I do. Remember when we had had a built-in feud for WrestleMania with either John Cena because he won that Survivor Series main event for his team, but Cena got the glory and Dolph was even fired at one point? Or a built-in uh, or a built-in feud with Triple H for WrestleMania because he won the Survivor Series main event for his team? He is the one responsible for ousting the Authority, not Sing, and Triple H fired him. Remember all that? I do. It's hard for me to want him to win the IC title again when he should be doing bigger and better things. Dean Ambrose. For all intents and purposes, Dean is the one that should win this match. Uh, This was his feud that was hijacked by five other people. Granted, Dean's reasoning for wanting the title is silly, as he just wants his face on the wall of champions or something. Because, you know, he never won the US title or anything. But he should be the one to win. End of story. As much as uh, it's preposterous that Ambrose has fallen from main eventing Hell in a Cell with Seth Rollins in the hottest feud of 2014, except arguably Brian versus The Authority, uh, to the usually pointless IC title, it should still be his moment. That Ambrose versus Wyatt feud did nothing good for Ambrose. Also, can we go back to Dean's real version of his finisher and not the silly DDT? Daniel Bryan. Now look, I'm a Daniel Bryan fan, but I am not a Daniel Bryan or Bust fan. Bryan not being in the main event isn't the end of the fucking world. Is Bryan Lesnar a better match option than Reigns Lesnar? Absolutely. Should they have gotten that direction? Absolutely. But once they went with Reigns, they had to stick with him. There comes a point where WWE has to put their foot down, and in this instance, I have to support it. I don't support their decision to initially pick Reigns to win the Rumble, but once they did, they had to stick with it. Fans can't be allowed to think, oh, we don't like it, so we will bitch until you change it every fucking year. It was fine last year. 
In fact, it was awesome last year. As much as it wasn't planned, the protesting until they changed it actually felt like an organic part of that storyline, and it is part of why WrestleMania 30 was so awesome. Doing it again just because you didn't get your way this year would be bullshit. Last year, Brian was screwed. It made sense. This year, while it wasn't a good decision, Brian wasn't screwed. He was in the Rumble, and he lost. WWE fucked up, and they have to own that fuck-up. And they will pay for that with the crowd reaction they're going to get in their main event. That They made their bed, and they will have to lay in it. It's no doubt Brian is still the most popular star in the company. I was still rooting for Dolph to win the Rumble to begin with, anyway. Uh, it's too bad they're not... Uh, having a singles match, also as that was as that was rumored, but then the Daniel Bryan fans would be pissed if he lost to a zigzag, like they were like they were on Raw, because you know the zigzag hasn't been Dolph's established finisher since 2008. What? Because Daniel Bryan is your precious is your precious, that means he can't lose to someone's finisher, so Dolph sh- sh- would have to hit like what 17 finishers to beat him. Please, get over yourselves. I really hope Ryan doesn't win this for the sake of he should be in the world title feuds, and it'll just feel like, hey, crowd, here's a consolation prize. Uh, please, uh, please don't boo the main event. It's sad, though, uh, that they couldn't at least give Brian something of actual importance. He, could, he should have a match with Rollins or Cena. Second... Wild card, Sheamus. Sheamus could end up returning in this match, which is fine, but the report I read that said, one, he will be heavily cheered, which is hilariously dumb, considering he hasn't been over since 2011, and two, uh, will cost Brian the match and then win, resulting in a Brian-Sheamus feud is ridiculously stupid, considering no one wants a Brian-Sheamus feud. Prediction, Dan and Brian, Dan and Brian won. It was... Fine. There wasn't anything great about this match. It's just there. there was that one spot with Harper and Ambrose was cool, but the rest of this was a pretty average match for a letter match. Undertaker versus Bray Wyatt. The only other match they didn't do anything wrong with this year. The only thing missing from this match that's stop, uh, stopping it is from seeing it from see, seeming epic is the streak being over. Put it this way, Bray Wyatt should have ended the streak. The reasons are obvious. Brock certainly didn't need it. It should have been used to create a star, and Bray Wyatt is the modern-day Undertaker. But we're where we're at, so it doesn't matter anymore. That being said, I'm fine with how this is being built. It's kind of like the Taker versus Kane build for WrestleMania 20, only Wyatt wants this. Instead of Kane not wanting the match. Uh, I don't mind Taker not showing up. But I would be lying if I said I wouldn't would, wouldn't have liked more random supernatural shit during the build. Uh, the match itself, it should be awesome. Ideally, the, ma- the match would have been next year with the streak still intact and Wyatt with two WrestleMania victories, one versus Cena, one versus Brian or someone popular, and Wyatt should have uh, would have won and Taker would retire. But now that the streak is over, Bray Wyatt must win. There is no debate. Without the streak, Taker's just Taker. 
what does giving Undertaker a victory now do? Let him go 21-2, and two, and then have him beat Sting next year and retire at 22-2, and two, because you know 222 will always stalk me. Uh, we already had one build-up uh, build of Bray Wyatt, only for him to fall off a cliff, and now he's finally started to recover from it. A loss to Undertaker isn't going, isn't something he needs right now, but I don't think it will happen. Undertaker will win. Undertaker won. It was okay. Sting versus Triple H. Let me ask you all something. Does anyone actually care? Honestly, I just don't give a fuck about Sting. Maybe it has to do with me thinking Dolph Ziggler belongs in the spot against Triple H, that makes me not care. It's not that I don't like Sting, because that's not true. I watched TNA for six years, and I, I liked him there. Uh, his TNA theme is far superior, superior than this one, by the way. Uh, but there's really no one in WWE that I'm dying to see him face, except maybe Bray Wyatt. And they're trying to make this about WCW in 2015, which is as ridiculous as Sting said it was on Raw on Monday. And for a while, it was just Triple H saying he was going to confront Sting, and then he confronted Sting about confronting him, to which Sting responded to his confronting him about confronting him, and then Triple H responded to Sting responding to him confronting him about confronting him. And Triple H has been punked out by Sting multiple times now. So, again, who cares? This match was bonkers, and it, it had a bunch of run-ins and shit, and it, I swear to God it was not a no-DQ match. I swear to God they never said that. So I just was waiting for a DQ that never happened, but apparently it was no-DQ. Brock versus Roman WWE title. Let me tell you one thing. This match must seem so irrelevant that I just realized now I forgot to save the picture for this match when I saved them all last night. Uh, the picture, like, on this post I have a, the match graphics for everything above uh, above the paragraphs. That's what I do, uh, if you've ever... Anyways, uh, great build to your WrestleMania main event, uh, clearly. Anyways, I'm glad I paused halfway through this post and waited until a night to finish it because it was announced today that Lesnar re-signed with WWE, so it's not quite as predictable now. Look, the amount of talk about how bad this match is going to be that I've heard from all the YouTube guys and podcasts that I listen to is so immense. And I'm not sure I have the energy to talk about everything that is wrong with this. Reigns isn't over. Reigns can't talk that well. Reigns still thinks he's in the Shield. Reigns hasn't beaten any legit main eventers except Randy Orton. Reigns isn't ready. All of that is true. He also is stupid if he thinks he can. He we can't criticize him just because we don't know how to lock up. I'm no chef, but I know if food is bad. I'm no actor, but I've seen plenty of bad acting like Roman Reigns or the Bella Twins. My question is this. Is this the worst-built WrestleMania main event ever? I mean, as much as I'm sure this match will be better than Cena versus The Miz, the build for that wasn't bad. But I guess that was mainly due to The, uh, to the Rock. Anyways, now that Brock is staying, I guess, it, I guess him retaining is a possibility, and... Hopefully he will. It will make Reigns' I can't, I will shirt look even stupider. Uh, any adult male wrestling fan that or male wearing that shirt from now on will be looked upon with the same ire as those who are bros wearing chive shirts. 
I want Lesnar to retain, or even more so, I want Rollins to cash in and win. And he did. It basically became a segment. A very long match turned into a segment of, of Money in the Bank cash-in, which was actually really awesome. So, yeah, that's my WrestleMania 31 predictions and thoughts. Like, like I think most of the next four will just be the predictions and not really so much thoughts in the show. Well, it's just some of it, but... I could read the reviews that I posted, but it's not nearly as funny, in my opinion. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, my ep- the episode for this week. Elimination Chamber review next week. WrestleMania 32 prediction, predictions post, anyway. And so on. Uh, I will add in the Sasha versus... Uh, the, the Bailey match prediction somewhere in here. Uh, after it happens... Not that it matters if it's I. Bailey's going to retain. Sasha's going to win. Sasha's going to win a contenders match. Something like that is going to happen. Is what I'm expecting to happen to get to where I'm going. If it doesn't happen, I will be incredibly disappointed. You already know that. Uh, I'm not 100% positive what's going to happen. Uh, that that I'm going to get the match that I want. I'd better get the match that I want. If I don't get Sasha winning the title at WrestleMania, then I don't know where my wrestling fandom in terms of WWE goes from here. Cause there are most, uh, she better at least be in the title match. And if she's not, then I don't even, hell, I don't even know if I'm even going to watch WrestleMania. If I'm perfectly honest, even though there's a couple matches on that show, I do kind of want to watch specifically Randy Orton versus edge. Cena versus uh, Fiend should be fun. Uh, other than that, yeah, I'm. I don't know. I don't know where things are gonna go if that. If I don't get what I at least get her in the match and uh, and her winning, I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know what the future of this podcast becomes after that either. To be honest, so yeah, uh, yeah, that's. It is what it is. They better not fuck up and give me what the fuck I want. It's their last fucking chance. That's where we're at. So, uh, that's that's it for this episode. Hope you enjoyed it.